0: And we are back. I am Eric. He is Eldar. This is the Fat Packs podcast brought to you by the Collectible Card Club. Spotty Hot Cash on that Hot Spotty Hot Cash Hotline and Monster Breaks. What's up,
1: Eldar? I don't usually blame you. In the past, whenever you fumbled those, it's yeah. a lot of
0: ch-chitch ch- Yeah, ch- Spotty ch-
1: Hot ca- ca- Cash. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, man. What's going
0: on? How are you, man? I'm I'm doing good. It's warm in this room. I was it just is telling really, you that off air, but it God. is
1: really warm. I posted a thing on the uh, Instagram and the Facebook, and it's just a video of here, and it just says "waiting for Eric Norton." Waiting the for big, Eric, the that's big, funny. the big cheese, the big cheese. I'm. They call me Big E, so I mean, man, you know, it is episode three hundred eight. Is this three hundred eight? Yeah, this is it is three hundred eight. Jeez, this it is, is three hundred eight. We got a lot to talk about, and um, a really cool interview coming up later in the yeah, show. We got two really cool interviews. Oh, actually, two? okay, yeah, we
0: got two really cool interviews. We'll, we'll set that up later. But first, we need to do new products and new pricing. We got some cool stuff what coming if, out. You know what? What's up? I'm gonna. It's a great week to be a geek. Why don't you go ahead? You're and gonna give me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my. I took your line.
1: And I'm gonna let you do it first. It's on my Twitter. You can't take it. I have to say it every episode. <laughs> okay, no, that's totally cool, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into that. We have Batman number sixty, and uh, no spoilers, but he is partnering with the Penguin. We have Doomsday Clock number eight, which is of course the um, collaboration, the internal DC collaboration between DC's Watchmen and of course the DC Universe. So definitely, you know, keep keep watching that. It's uh, really cool. But uh, Star Wars number fifty-eight which is a Leia story, The Walking Dead number 186, which if you want to get into it with Beckett Whatevs, I caught up on Walking Dead, so we can talk about that a little bit and how shamed I am of that show. (laughs) Justice League number 13, uh, fantastic. Uh, That one's actually getting a lot of uh, really high reviews. I haven't read it yet, but I would definitely like to. And, of course, we have Venom number 9. Venom becomes a dinosaur again. Which is very cool.
0: Oh, Venom was T Rex for a while. T Rex yes. was Venom, and apparently that's that, yeah. very
1: popular. So they keep uh, they keep bringing that back. Um, on the trading card side of things, um, the Pokemon GX special editions, which um, are coming out uh, in like two weeks, got the Vaporeon, Jolteon, and the Flareon, and we have some new Magic the Gathering as well, Ultimate Masters. So there you besides go. Besides that, what
0: what do you got, man? Um, a lot of new new pricing from the non sport world. Uh, I love that. 2018, The Saint Series 2 is priced. Okay. 2018, The Persuaders is priced. 2018, Stranger Things Season 1 is priced. It seems to be getting some traction. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, those Millie Bobby Brown autographs are getting about $300 a pop. She is so. friends with the Drake. The Drake. The Drizzy. Uh, 2018, Yu-Gi-Oh! Soul Fusion is priced. And 2010... X-File Seasons – I'm sorry. I'm sure that's nope. supposed to be 2018. 2018 X-File Seasons 10 and 11 are is now priced as well. Fantastic. Um, I have uh, completed the pricing on Upper Deck I saw that. Series 1. I saw that. Uh, we had – most of it was done a couple weeks ago, but then there was a retail-only release that had some retail exclusives in it Gotcha. that I had to get priced. So that is now done uh, in your OPG. Now, new product-wise, it is um, – it's some nice stuff. 2018-19 Panini Treble Soccer. Uh, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I will. We've always said that on this show that like when you hit big in a in a soccer product, you hit really really big. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, 18-19 prison Basketball Retail. So that's out. Uh, tough tough pool on those rookie silvers, but that's where all the the money's at in there. 2018 Leaf Perfect Game National Showcase Baseball. Uh, This is an interesting product because there's a lot of high school kids in it and and stuff like that. But these cards are beautiful, and I definitely uh, recommend picking up some if you can. Get those foils. And maybe hold on to it for a while if if you have to. But it's a beautiful product. Um, Then two more. Panini... Uh, upside in football is out that's a brand new brand for football i haven't seen it yet so okay uh look for that and 2000 tops dynasty baseball which is your typical high-end high-risk high-reward product that uh, what's the buy-in for that there man it's i don't know what it like last year it was 225 a box i think or yep. 300 dollars a box that's what I it's one card per box but <laughs> wait what
1: yeah it's one card per box oh my god however what there's kinda... massive hits come out of that sure so. i imagine Imagine so, buying that and then getting a, a dunce, you know? Like, you know what do you... It
0: happens sometimes. I'm sure it does. But it, that's why they call it high-risk, high-reward. This is a gamble. This is all this is. Oh, absolutely. A gamble. So, um, you know, that, that, that is what it is, and people know that when they're going into it. So, you know, good luck there with all that and your uh, buying habits right yes. before Christmas. Explain that to your wife. Good job.
1: <laughs> Dude, Christmas is right around the corner. Are you it excited?
0: Uh, yeah. You know I am. I got kids, though, so yeah.
1: it's different now. So, like, um, how do you guys do Christmas? What's your process? Do you guys do a traditional? You guys, you know, you, yeah. you have a hot chocolate on Christmas Eve. You, you cook the pig in the spigot, and then you, uh, you know, you have your Christmas hams in the morning.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what we do. <laughs> we just <laughs> got a pig spigot, and we <laughs> just go out and do that. Uh, you know, it's it's one present on Christmas Eve, and yeah. then uh, the rest of the time stockings. Is we do do stockings. Stockings, yeah. okay, gotcha. We do we do have one tradition, Uh where stockings are
1: concerned Oh Sock gum What's sock
0: gum? Yeah It's uh, Everybody gets a pack of
1: gum In their stockings So we call it sock very gum Very cute Very yeah. cute I always uh, decorate my Tiny little tree That I've had for like A few years now With uh, geek decor <laughs> Okay So whether that's like uh, Comic book Little uh, Comic book Help sure. me here The jingle balls What is wrong with me? The ornaments Okay And uh, yeah. like anime Like toppers And stuff like that So I have a very geeky Christmas My girlfriend is on board Thankfully hmm. Okay um because it's a great month to be a geek it's a great month to be a geek it's an expensive <laughs> month to be a geek. I'll yeah i'll tell you that much right now it is a little bit of housekeeping um we are currently we're running our 12 days of ultra pro giveaway we it's are. uh happening now um we're on day number four
0: well day five well by the time this, well, airs, yeah, by it'll the time six. this airs it'll be a, day yeah, six. six yeah but definitely time to get in on which is going to be a great lead into why we have lynn laplaca from ultra pro hey, on yeah, today the ultra pro uh, You've heard Lynn. Interview. Lynn's on here every year around this time. Yeah, but she's such a she's been in the hobby for such a long time, and she has really great insights about what what goes on in the hobby yeah. and, and what goes on at Ultra Pro and. She's a hobby uh, veteran, right? Yeah, she's yeah. a hobby vet. She was uh, honored two years ago at the industry summit for like like a hobby long standing person. Perfect. So that's awesome. She's great. She's always fun to talk to. What does she deal with? Like uh, what
1: kind of uh, what kind of collectibles?
0: It's all. It's she's like the the lead girl over at Ultra Pro. I don't. I said girl. She's like the lead woman over yeah, at Ultra sure. Pro. So that she, be anything. Yeah. It, it's all you know storage and, and casings and everything like that. Yeah. But she's awesome to have on. Uh, you, you'll enjoy that conversation with
1: her. I'm. Lo- I look forward to listening to it. Beckett has always had a uh, pretty good long-standing uh partnership with uh, ultra pro right yeah so, yeah so uh which is why we are doing this great giveaway this is our third
0: annual uh, yes. obviously you weren't around for the first two but right. man these these are really cool packages this year they're themed you can pick a theme so they're baseball football uh hockey non-sport
1: and a mixture of like all of them i'm not gonna lie whenever you announced that i was like can i enter that but i know <laughs> i can't as the co-host but here we are so um, just wanted to give you guys a friendly reminder um, to hop on over to the um, iTunes player or wherever you get your podcast and make sure you give us a, a nice five-star review that really helps us in the analytics and and getting the podcast in more ear holes as one would say so just uh, just a reminder that five star review hop on it takes you know not even a minute so we all can right, do that
0: and then speaking of reviews yes the go GTS fat packs uh voting is out for hobby gear in, That's year right, year in awards. The survey so it's all over twitter it's on Perfect. facebook it's everywhere you can find it we'll post a link to it later and uh, we'll post a link to it in the show notes here uh, you got to get your votes in before December 21st, and then our joint show will happen on December 27th
1: where we, we
0: discuss the winners.
1: Perfect. Sounds good. Make sure, uh, I was going to say, just for you personally, to pin it to the Twitter, and maybe we can get it uh, in a little bit more just
0: uh, yeah, de- like that. definitely going to do that. And it's going out this week. If you don't get our newsletter, uh, please sign up for our newsletter. It's going out this week as well.
1: Perfect. In we got newsletter. a lot going on. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to all of our social media channels from the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook. It's Fat Packs. Uh, podcast or uh, Beckett radio
0: yes please do that and then one more interview this week uh we we listened to you guys you said what do you want more of on the show you said collector so we brought you a Royals collector his name is Matthew he's working on a Royals collection and his goal is okay. to get one he, he wants to get basically one Royals card of every player that's ever played for the team how many players is that? That's a lot. Okay, It's a lot. So he's doing good though.
1: He's doing what? Well. He's doing real well. He's gonna run into some challenges. Yeah, I think so. But he... I guarantee that some of those are discontinued.
0: Oh yeah, but I think you can find them. There's somewhere out there. There's yeah, a garage sale right now happening somewhere that has. Oh them. for sure. <laughs> so when was
1: the last time you went to a garage? A sale? A garage sale? Yeah, I went to one like last month actually with my dad. It's been a while, but it, they're fun to go to. Yep, I love garage sales, man. I found uh my my best find from a garage sale was a NES. Nintendo Entertainment sure. System yeah. with Super Mario World 3. Nice. None of those are particularly rare for the hobby, but right. it's just I mean that original cartridge. Oh. So. You you brought up video
0: games and this is something that I've been planning for a I while. It, man. What's up? I, have you ever been to the Video Game Museum over in Frisco? Yes, I have. It's so awesome. I love it there. I want to go down there and just like record an episode from from the Frisco Oh, you bring me that. to that. Yeah, I love that awesome. place.
1: That whenever you first enter, uh-huh. and there's that like crazy like uh, Colossus, like, screen thing yeah. with all the And they mm-hmm. play just a bunch of, like, random game footage. I love yeah. that place, man. The gift shop's really cool, too. It is. It absolutely is.
0: All right, so that's all happening uh, on this week's show. So hang tight. We'll be right back from Matthew, with Matthew, the Royals Collector, and then Lynn Lapaca on the other end from Ultra Pro. After that, join us for Beckett Whatevs as we break down some yes. more stuff yes. in the hobby. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Scott Schwartz from the movies The Toy and A Christmas Story, and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: And joining us now on the Fat Packs podcast is uh, a gentleman that I've been trying to connect with here for uh, the last few weeks. mishaps ha- happened and we, and we couldn't make it happen but here we are today and we got this all ready to go uh i listened to you guys you said uh we want more collectors on the show so i went out and i found you found you guys a royals collector his name is matt and like i said he, he is a royals collector but i'm gonna let him introduce yourself matt how are you doing this morning and uh what, what's going on
2: i'm doing really good and i appreciate you having me on the show today so um actually today um, i'll probably be doing a little bit more sorting of royals cards i've got uh uh three uh, uh, three 600-count boxes and uh, three more 800-count boxes I'm looking at that I got in trades this past week. So I'm just growing the collection still.
0: Jeez, that's a that's a lot of Royals cards. So, before we get into the Royals, man, to, uh, please just, like, see, your name's Matt, but tell us how long you've been in the hobby and and what brought you to the Royals cards. Like, are you a Royals fan? Did you grow up in, in, in the Casey area?
2: Um, well, that's a good question. I, I started card collecting probably like 86, 87. Uh, I was born in 1980, so obviously grew up in the junk wax era i'm originally from wyoming so when i was a little kid um grew up a denver broncos fan and um i uh my dad's from missouri and so that's how i got connected with the royals so we would go back to kansas city and and central missouri during the summers and, and see games and stuff so that's how i got hooked up with the royals and also at that point in time when i was a little kid that was the closest team to be honest with you so it made sense, and he had Bo Jackson and, and George and those guys, so it was a it was a good draw for me. Um, but I actually uh, stayed in collecting probably till around ninety three, ninety four. You know, got interested in other things like cars and and stuff like that. So I was really out of collecting until probably the fall of seventeen. And actually, um, well, that's when I moved here to Michigan, where I live now. And uh, uh, I, um, there's a couple uh, small card shops here that um, have a lot of a lot of product. And and through Twitter, I just got you know reinvigorated, so to speak, into back into collecting, and it just sort of went from there. And uh, you know, as um, uh, I mentioned, you know, with like finding people on Twitter, either through you know the Kansas City Royals, the Twitter family there, or you know through other other means, I met some some great people, and and we've been able to share the hobby, and and obviously grown my collection from uh, you know what I had in Royals cards to currently. I've I've got eighteen thousand five hundred and fifty Royals cards that I've cataloged, and there's still probably another five or six thousand I haven't gone through yet. So.
0: Holy moly, man! That's a that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of uh Royals cards, and I, it makes sense, right? for the For the '80s era, because you know they they oh, went yeah. to you, they won a World Series, you, Bill Jackson, uh, you know George Brett, and the Pine Tar incident. All that makes sense. But then through the junk wax era, and you jump back in in 2017, I get well, they won a World. They won a World Series in uh, what 2015? Is that right? 2014?
2: Yeah, that's correct. And actually, my uh, my my getting into in the social media on Twitter sort of coincided with that. Okay, and that was I mean I met I met a lot of cool people through that 14 postseason, and then 15, and then I even went out for the opening day in 2017 by myself, and and you know and and met a lot of those cool people, uh, you, know, you know the Twitter people in person, which was great. So um, I've met a lot of really cool people. Uh, that way, um, actually, um, there's a, a great fan here in Michigan, uh, Melissa Wagner, uh, Green Gecko 11 on Twitter. She's uh, a, a fan that um, she's actually given me some cards. We've we've got some commingled cards in the collection here. Um, there's a gentleman, John Craig, uh, down in Albuquerque. Okay, he actually he actually gave me like fifteen thousand cards. Wow, like, hey, man, I I see you're collecting. I'm going to send them to you. You're, you can be a good steward of the collection. He mailed them to me, so I've got I've got like eleven thousand of the Royals cards came from him alone. So you know it's been great that way. Um, you know to 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 meet people, and then also I think Royals fans, we were re- obviously reinvigorated, you know, in the past three or four years with you know the postseason and 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 winning another World Series. So.
0: Sure. Okay, so I got I got to ask you, um, my favorite card of all time and my favorite set of all time is 87 Tops. It's that Bo Jackson rookie. Um, What was the card that – what was the set or the card that brought you into collecting in the 80s as as a kid?
2: Um, It was that set. Okay. It was that card. Oh, well, there you go. Definitely. Yeah, and I've got about 36 of them now um, of that Bo Jackson. Um, That was totally – that was the card. I mean, that was was the set that I – as far as baseball that I remember collecting the most first – was the eighty-seven? There you yeah, go. Definitely.
0: There you go. Now, yeah. is, is Bo Jackson your favorite player, or do you have another Royals player that that, that you that you chase after?
2: Oh, he's he's my favorite by far. Okay. Um, but as as far as other players, I do have oh probably several right now, um, that I uh, do a PC for and uh, Brett Saberhagen would be one. Hmm. Uh, George Brett, um, Dan uh, Dan Quisenberry's another. Uh, Jordana Vichura. Um, Obviously, you know his career was cut short, so yes, um, there's a finite number of cards that he's got. Um, and then another great one lately is uh, Mark Gubaza, and and part of that has been he's a really interactive person on Twitter. As a uh, he's a color commentator for the for the A's out in um, uh, Los Angeles, and he's really interactive, so he's been fun because you can you know add him and you know tag him in a po- picture of some baseball cards, and he'll uh, he'll respond and he'll actually sign stuff. So he's been a nice little addition and a growing personal collection for
0: his cards. Now, a name you didn't mention, I'm sorry to cut you off there, was Rex Hudler. Is Rex Hudler still the color guy or the play-by-play guy in Kansas City? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, Rex Rex is still there. And actually, he's got some, um, through some of my collecting and sorting of, of, you know, larger boxes of cards, I've got some set aside for Rex, figuring I might, he eventually get into that, you know, through the mail deal, sure, and send some his way. But yeah, no, he's still there. He still does the color for them, uh, him and uh, physiok, and uh, now I forget the other guy's name now. But yeah, they still do that. Yeah,
0: Hudler is a man. I, so I'm a. Let me set this up like this. I, I'm a big Jim Rome fan, and I've listened to the Jim Rome, oh uh, sure. uh, yeah. show for 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 a number of years, probably fifteen or twenty years now. And Hudler used to come on Jim Rome show and tell great stories about him being. And you know, in the dugout or whatever, playing ball because he was a, he was a utility guy. He wasn't getting in unless he absolutely had to, and he he would tell great stories. So now I'm a little bit envious of the KC guys getting huddler on a daily basis during the baseball season because I mean he just got he's got great stories he's, and he's got he's a great uh, analytical thinker of the game too. He he, he can break the de- game down very well for you. But that's neither here nor there. We're not we're talking about. You said Mark Gruberza now. I – Man, that's a name that I that I recognize from from you know just baseball cards alone. But I mean, is it somebody? Is that somebody that you're trying to like get all his cards, or is it just to, just because of who he was for the Royals?
2: Uh, well, yes to both. Okay, uh, trying to get um, mainly trying to get one of each of his cards is sure. sort of the idea there. Yeah, and uh, you know, and also because he was with the Royals for all, but I think one year of his career when he finished with the Angels. So. Um, you know, obviously he was. You know, he had quite a, uh, he had a good career, and, and he won a World Series with the Royals as well. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the idea. And then also, um, getting back into the collection a little bit, um, I do have a lot of duplicates at this point in time. But the, the, the original idea of the collection was I wanted to start with Pops in '69 and do complete team sets. Okay. From '69 to the President, that was the idea. And it sort of, like I said, it took some different directions and, you know, I lose constant, lose focus and buy more cards or, or trade for more cards. And, and it's obviously, you know, it really, you know, grew and, and went in a lot of different directions. But now the focus is it's still the team sets. I'm really just trying to get, you know, build team sets for each, you know, each brand for each year. And obviously there's, you know, there's some years that there's a lot of cards out there, but I'm slowly getting there and it's a lot of fun. I mean. Right now, um, I haven't really been buying a lot of cards lately. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of my local card shops, I'm really just doing a lot of trades. I'm doing bulk trades through Twitter, and that's been a lot of fun too. So
0: so let me ask you about that then. Um, are you finding that there's a lot of people out there, or a lot of other collectors out there that are willing to move Royals cards, one because they don't fit their collection, or two, just because they see the, that you're doing this project, so they're they're willing to do that for you. Or are they holding on to them because you are doing this project and they're trying to get a premium?
2: Um, I would say that they're usually just trying to move the stuff. Okay, yeah. No, nobody's really. I, I've nobody's been trying to get a premium for. Mostly, it's oh, hey, I got this box of Royals and they don't mean anything to me, but you can have them. And oh, you've got a box of A's. Oh, I'll send them my, you know, that kind of thing. That's that's how it's worked out. You know. Uh, for me, and, and they, they have—I haven't had anybody try to get a premium or anything, but it's been—it's been great because they've, you know, gotten rid of really stuff they don't want, and I can, you know, utilize those at this point. So
0: awesome. So what are you doing with your dupes then? Because you mentioned you had a lot of dupes. What are you doing with those? Are you uh, putting them aside for your family? Are you you're sending them off somewhere? Or how how does that how does that work out for you? Because dupes can take up a lot of space.
2: Oh yeah. Right now, what I've what I've got is I think I've got six uh, five thousand count boxes, and they're sorted by by um, brand, and then year, and then obviously in, in numerical order. So okay. I know what I've got, and then um, also everything that's been sorted and cataloged is on Trading Card Database, that website, so I can go and see what I have as well. So what I'm doing with those is I'm I'm, I'm, trading, I'm trying to trade those away if I can. Okay. You know, if I, I see, if I run into another collector, hey, I need this, or a set collector, or, you know, somebody like that, or another Royals collector, I can trade them. Um, I've had somewhere I've given them to kids. Um, a, a fellow Royals fan, he, you know, his son is a Salvador Perez collector. Okay, so I I found a hundred dupes of Salvi Perez and sent them his way, and I've sent him a couple more packages since then. When I when I come across some other cards, so that's sort of the idea. And actually, uh, John, who gave me a lot of the cards, that was one of his, you know, his uh, request is that you know I either take the dupes and you know, get more cards or, or, or make somebody happy with them. There so, you go. I haven't, I haven't sold anything. I, I, you know, I, I only sell basically non-royals cards at this point, but I just, you know, the royal stuff I'm, I'm trying to make more, you know, trying to build the collection with what I've got. So,
0: of course, of yeah. course. Now, outside of the, like the, the popular brands and the, the, the mainstream brands, yeah. do you have like any one-off or, you know, oddball sets, like maybe police sets or, or Kellogg's or anything like that, that you're chasing after?
2: Um, it's funny that you ask one, one area I'd like to, to work on a little bit more is like OPG. I mean, it's a little bit more mainstream, Well, um, but
0: OPG baseball yeah. is, is hard to find now.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, certainly. But you know, that's one area I'd like to get some work cards for. Um, it's funny you mentioned the police. I did have a, uh, uh, Royals fan send me a couple, uh, police sets from 90 and 91. And those are great cards. I mean, those are wonderful cards to have. So that's another area, but I mean, I, um, that's one one thing I'd like to get us some of those oddball you know sets like that. So,
0: so what's your crown jewel then? I mean, you you you, you said Gruber's uh, earlier that you're chasing him down, but wh- is there a piece in your collection that like that really means a lot to you that you wouldn't move for anything?
2: Um, you know, it's going to sound really hokey, but the the eighty seven tops. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All thirty four I mean, of them huh? are. Yeah, exactly. That 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 or I, I've got a I've got right now I've got two George Brett rookies. Um they're not in the best shape, but I, I wouldn't move those. Um, you know, I, I need to get his seventy six uh tops cards still, but uh, um I certainly wouldn't move the rookies for him. Um yeah, but it would have to be the Bows. I'm actually sitting here looking at a uh a PSA uh PSA nine uh tops traded for bow for eighty six that I got. Here this fall, and you know that's another one I probably wouldn't move. You know, basically anything Bo, I guess. <laughs> okay, it, it's not going anywhere. So. That, that makes
0: a lot of sense. Um, I was just recently watching that that thirty for thirty documentary on Bo Jackson, and those that early the early part of his career with the, with the Royals. Man, that every time I watch that, it just gives me goosebumps. Knowing how great he was so I've never asked anybody this I've talked to a lot of people in the Midwest and I've talked to a lot of people in 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 Kansas City specifically but growing up a Royals fan and you said you lived in Wyoming but getting to see Bo play for the Royals what was that like
2: oh that that was absolutely wonderful and I've still got a ticket step for my my first game in, in August of 91 um, and he was he was playing that day. That was just amazing to see him out there. I mean, you know, as a little kid who was eleven years old, you can't you know, that those are memories you can't replace. So sure. it it was it was exciting to see him play. So Um maybe not
0: maybe maybe you don't know this, but um as a kid, were baseball players accessible, like were the Royals accessible for autographs for back then? Like could you could you walk up to Bo you know, pregame or or, or post game and maybe hope for an autograph or bread or somebody like that?
2: You know, to be honest with you, I I didn't Um, on the games I went to. I didn't even really think about that, and that wasn't that wasn't something we did. So um, I do have. uh, I went to spring training one time in Arizona. Obviously, the Royals weren't there at that time, and they. I mean, the players were super accessible then. Sure, I think that was maybe ninety two, but. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I never even thought to try and see Bo when I was there. That's the crazy.
0: Movie. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, growing up in Wyoming, I'm, I'm assuming that you're also a Broncos fan, just because of where geographically it lays. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that is very correct. Yep.
0: So, uh, yeah. did you did you ever make it down to the old Mile High, or have any experience there?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did actually, and and I probably went to more baseball games than anything there. Oh, okay. Um, when they – when they when they started out with uh, the Rockies there, uh, sure went to quite a few baseball games at Mile High for the ninety three to ninety three and ninety four. So.
0: They they had those floating bleachers that they would float in for uh, for the baseball games. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
2: That's yep, right. Correct, yeah.
0: And then the Denver Zephyrs played there as well. Uh, do you remember the Zephyrs at all or were they gone by the time that uh, you started going um, to baseball
2: games? Yeah, well I I never actually saw the Zephyrs, but yeah, they were there for, for years playing at Mile High. So, yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. Do you I'm have a favorite memory? <laughs> well, I I I didn't grow up in Denver. I lived in Denver for a, for a little while, though. But I remember, uh, you know, well, Gary Sheffield was a Zephyr, but he wasn't on the Denver Zephyrs team. I don't believe. I think he was played for the New oh. Orleans played for the New Orleans Zephyrs. Uh, but anyway,s with the with that original Rockies lineup, man that that was like, gosh, man, Larry Walker and Dante Bouchette and just all those guys. They were just cranking out uh, cranking home runs out of uh, off of Broadway. There, do you remember early? early Rockies uh, games that, that you got to go to? Did, was it just exciting in, in Denver because baseball was new there?
2: No, it was a lot of excitement. Yeah, yeah. totally. I remember, you know, like uh, Anders Calaraga and all those guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And well, big cat, yeah. Yeah. field's a great, great park.
0: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. I'm sorry, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked because I'm thinking about Denver. <laughs> um, Green Chili is no, amazing. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah. So back to, back to the royal. So you're, Beau's, Beau's your guy, your uh, your your guy, that you won't want to move. And uh, that eighty seven Bo is, is re- really where it's at. But that eighty six Flair, uh, the the XRC. Do you have any of those? Uh, I do have one
2: of those. Just
0: yeah. one. Awesome. Yeah, just one. Awesome. Yeah. So so what, let's talk about the modern guys. Is there is there? You mentioned earlier you like uh, oh gosh, now I forget his name. The, the the young man that passed away in the car accident. Um.
2: Oh yeah, Ventura. Ventura,
0: yeah. yeah. But as, like the, the team now, they, they lost Hosmer this last season, so I think he was probably the biggest star on the team. Now it's now it's Salvi Perez. But is there a guy on the team that's really really piqued your interest that maybe you're chasing modern cards for?
2: Oh yeah, that would definitely be uh, Whit Merrifield. Okay, sweet. Yeah, what, what would you... be the guy. You know, I, and and Salvi right now. I mean, he's the only guy you're guaranteed to get in a in a set between Bowen and or. You got Bo, George, Brett, and Salvi are the only cards you might even get in this set nowadays. But yeah, with another one that I'm, I'm going after right now.
0: So. Awesome, that's awesome. So, yeah. what's your ultimate goal here? Are are, are I mean, we've kind of laid it out, but what is your What do you think is going to ha- What do you want to see happen with this Royals collection hashtag Royals Card qu- Card Card Quest? What do you see happening over the next you know five years? Or is there a goal that you have in mind?
2: Yeah, well, I think um, the goal right now would be to just you know continue to assemble cards try and get as many different royals cards as I can obviously i'm gonna the the, the number's gonna grow sure. exponentially sure I'm um, just you know picking up sets and getting dupes and everything like that but my whole goal is just to get as many different royals cards as I can and build as many team sets as i can and and just you know keep growing it and right now my main my main goal is to try and get through like um you know score and pinnacle and upper deck and some of the miscellaneous brands get those all into the database so that I know what I've got, and then just keep growing it from there and, and enjoy it and have fun.
0: So score. I'm remembering Master Blasters from the baseball set. Do you? Do you Bo Jackson obviously had one because he had he had the Rifleman card oh, yeah. too. Wait, was it was it Danny Tartable that had one as well? Um, score. I'm looking it up because there was another. Yeah,
2: you'd have to look. it up. I apologize. I don't no, no
0: problem. No no problem. There was a there was another Royals card that I just I, off the top of my head that. Um I think it was Tartable, but i I might be wrong there. Uh, yeah, but
2: those those, those early nineties score with the bow stuff was unbelievable. Yeah. Some of the designs and things they came up with. Yeah.
0: I love those. I I wish I wish they would I wish uh Don or Penny would bring them back um and insert them into newer newer products. It was Bo Jackson and I believe it was Danny Tardible. I'm looking at the Bo Jackson ninety one score Bo Jackson Master Blaster with the, the red well he's in full swing, but it's got the red burst yep. in the background. Uh, Gosh, what a set that was. Also, you know, Fred McGriff, uh, Eric Davis, Kevin Mitchell, Matt Williams, they were all part of that. Cecil Fielder, Man, I missed that. I want to put that set together myself. Jose Cansego, Craig Biggio. Heck, yes, I'm going to do this. Awesome. All right, man, let's do this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it
2: wouldn't be too expensive to try and put it together
0: nowadays. No, it sure wouldn't. You could probably put that thing together for like five bucks, man. It would be awesome. (laughs) Um, All right, let's do this, man. Let's get you out of here. Uh, i got to get back up to work thank you for for doing this early for one and thank you for finally is linking up and being able to do this but before we go please let my listeners know your social media handles so they can connect with you and hopefully get you some more royals cards
2: yeah sure uh real quick uh, my twitter handle is it's at jms wyo um and the name is at the top there again at jms and um um, Eric had mentioned the hashtag of Royals Card Quest is the other one that I ha- I throw on there uh, from time to time. So that's how you can get a hold of me.
0: So, awesome guys, check him out. He is looking for all your Royals cards that you don't want. Um, I could have went a, I could have went a couple of different ways here. I could have went you know one million Cubs one million Cubs cards. I could have went him. I could have went into any other collector. But this caught my this caught my attention because you seem to be fairly new at it, and yeah. but, but you're doing a really good yeah. job. Uncle, thank you. Appreciate you do, it. You're doing a great job, man. All right. Uh, and I think this is also your first podcast. Is that correct? Your first time on a podcast? Uh, yes, first time. Yep. Awesome. Right. You, you did great, man. You did great. All right, guys. Right, uh, hang tight. We'll be right back with more from Lynn LaPlaca and Ultra Pro. As we break down the 12 days of Ultra Pro, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back.
2: This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: All right, joining us next here on the Fat Packs Podcast is one of our favorite, 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 favorite conversations of every year because it's the middle of the 12 days of Ultra Pro, and we have the lovely Miss Lynn LaPlaca on the phone with us to talk about the 12 days of Ultra Pro, all the great products that Ultra Pro has, and just kind of what's going on and from her point of view in the hobby. Good morning, Lynn. How are you?
3: Good morning, Eric. Just doing wonderful over here in a rainy California
0: morning. <laughs> we were just chatting off air that every time you're on the phone something some weather event is happening last time it was fires this time it's rain maybe next time it's snow you, you never know right oh
3: that would be lovely <laughs> I, yeah, I, we don't get that down this low we do get it up in our mountains so our mountains are white right now but uh yeah I would love to have it snow in California <laughs> that, that would
0: be great now do you get up to the mountains off of, is that the Sierra Nevadas is that what that is
3: um, they're up there, but our local mountains—Big Bear, Mountain High—they're—they're they're getting fresh snow right now, and then they also—it's been cold enough for them to do some man-made stuff. So oh, awesome. we've been pretty lucky to have, uh, you know. Within an hour, you can be to the ocean, or you can be to the snow.
0: That's that's a great thing to have. I, I'm I'm trying to convince my wife to move to North Carolina before that same reason. I want to move to Charlotte, but she says no because of hurricanes. So, um.
3: <laughs> I you know it's I'd rather have earthquakes. I don't know. It's it's like you never know when those uh, tornadoes or the hurricanes mm-hmm. are going to come through, and boy, they just leave such. Although earthquakes leave such devastation, right? It's That's worse, I I, I feel, for everybody that goes through that
0: weather. Well, let's talk about something positive because it's the 12 Days of Ultra Pro. This is our third annual 12 Days of Ultra Pro. You guys have really gotten behind this. And what it is is the first 12 days of December, we give away great prize packs from Ultra Pro that you guys send directly to the winners. This year you have theme packs, which is awesome. But um, Frank was nice enough to send me over some stuff that might be in some of these packs. And uh, I got to tell you, you guys really went above and beyond this year.
3: I'm so excited about it. And um, since we've actually broken up our divisions in within Ultra Pro, so we have our gaming division and we have our sports division. Frank is the director of that, and he has just knocked it out of the park with all the new products that have been designed, that are coming to market, upgraded-looking packaging, and just really taking the standard products that we have had for the last, oh, my goodness, I'm going to say at least 25-plus years and um, making them fresh.
0: Yeah, fresh is definitely uh, what I want to talk about here because one of the the very first product that I noticed that really caught my eye was and it's kind of kind of a pun I guess, but was the the tobacco box. The old it's it's designed to keep old tobacco cards. You got to keep your old, you got to keep your tobacco fresh. That's why we have humidors, right? But uh, tell me about this this because this thing is really cool. How did how did this come about?
3: So. We have, a, we have a, I would say, a plethora of retailers out there that, and I'm sure you, you come across them all the time, and you probably interview them, but Lisa from uh, Never Enough, and she's yeah, yeah. on the East Coast. Yep. So for years, she's been making her own little types of ways to sort out her tobacco cards. Okay. And she had given us this idea and said, I wish that somebody would do this. So it's been sitting in the back of Frank's mind, and when he had a prototype made, I said, oh my God, that's exactly what Lisa's been wanting. So there's we hear it a lot from the market, and when we have the opportunities to be with people, we listen to what they want, and we try to deliver on that. And this one, the material that it's made out of, um, the divider, so that you can, so of course you can hold enough of the tobacco-sized cards within mm-hmm. the holder itself, um, divide it into both sides. It's just, Seems to be doing extremely well. I mean, and, and in addition to that one, the top loader box, mm-hmm. which is made out of the same material, so it's really high clear um, PP material. So it's a really clear; it's not milky colored. Right. And um, the top loader one, that one has been reordered twice already, and I just put in a, an emergency order to get it again. It's just flying in large volumes, and people love the fact that it not only holds top loaders
0: but it also holds the one touches that's a i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off i I wanted to add that point is it does hold the one touches too and that's beautiful because um those things are slippery and you try to stack them up and pick them up as a stack and they'll they'll slide all over the place so having a box to hold your one touches and your and even your screw downs if you choose, choose to use them it's a it's a very nice thing you guys offer yeah
3: it's when I, when I looked at this, and I said, wow, that, this is such a focus point for us, because you would think, you know, because we also have this in our gaming side, but we've never used this material. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that we're using this type of material, and we're launching it in the sports side of our business, and just... The retail and consumers have embraced it, and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger as people really notice that it's out into the market now.
0: I think so too. Um, since we're talking about one touches, you guys have some some new. Uh, you have the rookie one touches. You have the hundred and thirty point one touches. Uh, that, that these are black framed. Um, I we I think we spoke about this last year, but this is a really nice, sleek design. Tell me about it.
3: So we've been we've been looking at what can we do to kind of. More of a display. Mm-hmm. The frosted borders around it is really nice. But if the if you're thinking about somebody that really wants to have their favorite card sitting on their desk or um, at home, how can we upgrade that look a little bit? And we came up with let's let's put a border around it like a frame. Mm-hmm. And that's how we did. So we did black, and we've done some other colors. And at this point, we're holding with black. Some mm-hmm. of the other colors we didn't quite like. The way they came out, but we hopefully will have some more colors coming, maybe a gold or a silver or something. But the black seems to really take the artwork of the card mm-hmm. and emphasize it, and it just makes it look like it belongs on your wall.
0: I will. I would I just want to put my two cents in. I know that there are companies out there that, that do prisms, they do refractors in different colors. I think colors to match those colors would be cool, and maybe even uh, maybe even team colors. Like I'm thinking just off the top of my head, the Blue Jays or the Rangers or the Dodgers have a blue border to, to uh, accentuate the the card.
3: I just wrote those notes down.
0: Awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> as you're talking I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna feed this back to Frank. So we should yeah, we'll definitely take a look at doing I like that prism colors, team colors um, and we'll see what we can do how we can get that to match. but yes, so the black just it's obvious that it seems like it will be a photo frame if you look at it. yeah but I like the idea of uh, team colors that's that's another good
0: one it's something that something that's not out yet but i i did get a prototype in my box was the black one touch card stand it's it's due out in next quarter but this is a really nice complimentary piece to be able to 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 display your card
3: it really is it kind of it takes we do have the acrylic you know two-piece stands and the ov but those are the old style sure this style it of course right now it's only being designed for a 35 point we're going to sell them in a 10 pack but and they're um, but the hopefully the hope is that it's going to pick up and we're going to be able to expand that base that it will hold different thicknesses of the one touches so to accommodate the most popular of course is thirty five and then it goes one thirty okay yeah and then from there but right now it's only for the thirty five point but it is really nice and a lot of people that we've actually shown in the industry they're they just can't wait t- for it to get in stock um one's been traveling around with me at every event nice. um but it's it's definitely the look and of say what is that and as soon as you put the one touch in and like, oh my god it's so it's so simple when you think about it at the Yeah, end of it, the day
0: it really is simple but um what i think it's it's perfect for the guy like my age I'm, you know mid 30s early 40s who has a bit of nostalgia uh, when it comes to card collecting and wants to display it, maybe on his desk or, or you know, maybe in his office or something like that. I think it's a perfect compliment for something like that. You guys did a real good job, and when that hits the market in 2019, I, I think it's going to be a big, big uh, seller for you guys. And then you guys also have the uh, the the black baseball uh, and card includer, uh set that that's is it. I mean, am I right? It's both horizontal and vertical. You can flip it, right?
3: Um. Not on the black base. Okay. The black okay. Base, um. Before I actually say that to you, I'm gonna maybe I'm just mis- physically. The, the acrylic one could go vertical or horizontal.
0: Okay. All right. I got him confused. I'm sorry.
3: No. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm like uh, uh, going through this really quick here with that Frank gave me, and where is it, Frank? Come on, uh, Frank. The online product and. It's sitting
0: over there. No, you're right. It's the clear clear ball and clear display uh, that they're vertical and horizontal. The black one is not not quite that way. So I jumped the gun there. It's my fault.
3: The, the acrylic one can go vertical or horizontal.
0: Okay. Well, now that now that we're good, we can uh, well I'm I'm sorry to my listeners who I confused possibly with the black base. But there is the black base option out there, correct?
3: Yes. Yes, it, there is a black baits option for both the puck and the ball holder which is absolutely it's wood, but it's black instead of that mahogany color wood or the what they normally would call blonde wood.
0: Blonde, okay, I got you. All right, either way it's it's very sleek and you guys are are, are doing a good job there. Now, something I want to point out is it's a freebie but it's a huge hit. Is the card gauge with the magnifier? This is a this is a brilliant little uh, extra little perk you guys have uh, put out there. How how does one get a hold of those?
3: Um. Well, uh, what we've done is we've given a lot of them away at trade events, and I think that they're on a reorder right now. As it stands, okay. There's we had a program that Frank has developed along with our marketing director. And it's our promotional program, so through um, the retailers through their distributor, Mm -hmm. they can actually get into doing a program with us where we make breaker mats for them. Um, We do sponsorship. We send them some products, a sports marketing kit where we're going to have we have a standee, we have our ruler. Right. So the ruler is also, I mean, that ruler, when we gave that out, it actually ended up with its own hashtag. <laughs> nice. um, I know. And, uh, you know, window cleanings and stuff like that. So all they have to do is just reach out to their distributor and say, hey, I want to be a part of UltraPro's promotional program. Mm-hmm. And they'll give them their information and then our team will send them out a kit.
0: Well, there you go. That's easy enough. Nothing, nothing, even to 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 squawk at there. Those those rulers are pretty awesome. I have I have yeah. a couple at my desk still, and uh, <laughs> I kind of use them as a as a uh, like a tease maybe. Like hey, maybe you could maybe you could win one of these. And uh, I don't know that I ever want to let them go because they're pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, it, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, it's like we'll continue to expand that and. Whenever we're out, I'm sure maybe you even hear this, but when someone pulls a card, mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, what kind of holder goes into it?" They don't really have a way of determining um, how thick that card is. Sure. And it's always a guess. Well, let's try a 260. Well, when it ended up being a 360 and or a 420.
0: Right. It's big cards. So, so uh, something else that was in the uh, the package that Frank sent me over was. Um, some eleven and a half by seventeen sleeves that that yes. fit top loaders what what's going on here?
3: So we've added a whole line of sleeves to our our, um, our entourage of, of sleeves that we that now top loaders obviously already existed that were eight and a half by eleven. Sure, but no sleeves existed um, for the most part. So what we've done is we've actually made an eight and a half by eleven, eleven by seventeen just a whole line of sleeves. So you can sleeve your memorabilia
0: before you put it into the top loader. There you go. That's easy. Because one of the cards that cards that large, you're always worried about the surface on them. So sticking them into the top loader without the sleeve was always a concern. But you guys have rectified that here with these sleeves. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant thing to do. You guys are also selling uh, multi-pack products now, like the six-pack ball cube and the 12-pack puck cube. I mean, you guys are just got covering all the bases here.
3: Well, we've... We actually saw a need um, for online products. And the online products were basically, you know, you have your retailers that are selling online. And for a small, for a ball square, the the amount, the value of that MSRP and what it costs them to ship it or the size of envelope that they have to use to ship it in was just not, um, didn't make any sense cost-wise for, sure. for the retailer. So they were actually putting together some of their own kits but when you ordered them, the experience of from the consumer, it was very in our opinion, was very messy. Okay. So UltraPro decided, we're gonna take all of these items that people are putting together and we're gonna make it already with a beautiful sell sheet on it. It's already gonna have an ASN number on it for you and it's gonna come and you're gonna be able to ship it to your customer. And they're going to be very happy with the product that they're going to get because it looks good. And then we're going to write the descriptions. Mm. We're going to so it's going to have you know a continuity. And there's it's what you're buying is what you're going to get when you're buying it in this type of uh, retail packaging.
0: Very nice. You guys, you covered all your bases again. It's beautiful. And then one one other thing that I did want to talk about that that Frank wasn't able to include, but um, was. The football holder. It's been redesigned. Oh, you are
3: going to go there. <laughs> it, it, it's
0: so I'm, – I'm really thrilled about it. I haven't seen it, but it sounds awesome. Tell me about it.
3: Oh, okay. So, oh, so again, for 20-plus years, there's been a mold for a football that every manufacturer has. And it's just a two-piece slide, and everyone has seen them, and they sell them at all of the um, – the the stores and they sell them at all you know the trade show events and stuff like that but you put the football in and there's one little ring that the football sits in and then when you put the top on it it you know kind of falls and it doesn't actually sit mm. you know in a vertical or a horizontal position at all it's always at an angle so the mold has been giving us a lot of problems uh, for the last couple of years and. Uh, we decided we're going to make a new mold. And if we're going to make a new mold and go through that expense, we're going to make something that is supposed to hold that football the way that football is supposed to be held. Right. And we did. So we put two rings on each end, and now you can put that foot um, when you put it, the football inside, the rings actually hold the corners of the football. Okay. And it suspends the football.
2: Very nice. So it nice. holds
3: it in a vertical – in a horizontal position, it doesn't touch the bottom, and it's it's really really nice. It's it's just a very nice, and I'm so happy that we we're able to to actually redo it and bring that extra, you know, quality and the look. Sure. So when you put them side by side, I'm like, going, nope, got to fix that. I kept telling Frank, kept <laughs> rejecting it. We've rejected it for a year, and now it's finally here. I'm looking at it. The packaging is beautiful. We've real. I'm really proud of this. I can't wait for it to get to the market.
0: So, in other words, it's a full display of the ball. So, if you yes. have if you have autographs or whatever on on either side, you're going to be able to see it.
3: Exactly. That's the, awesome. the ball will never hit the sides of the uh, of the plastic.
0: Man, I need to get one of those in my life. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay. And and it's got a great MSRP of twenty four ninety
0: nine. So. Oh, that's that's cheap. I don't want to say yep. cheap, but it's cheap.
3: It's- I mean, it's not your higher end of you know, like your your black base with your gold risers mm-hmm. or your glass cases. It's not that product line. This is an upgrade from just the acrylic football display.
0: Well, there you go. But, but now
3: it actually holds the football. I mean, I think people are just because now you can start stacking them like crazy. Sure, they're just gonna it's gonna look really nice.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so thrilled for our winners who are are picking the football theme because maybe you'll get one of those in your package i'm not going to say you are but maybe you will that would be really cool awesome that would be
3: i'm excited i'm I'm happy that you went there
0: (laughs) i'm I'm happy too i I really wanted to know about it so um i think that's everything he 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 put in the box but i want to ask you just because we do have a comic book uh side of the company now and i know last year you guys had some comic book stuff out there you still have those comic one touches in your arsenal that uh that were pretty sleek
3: yes we do what well, we're so we still are doing they've actually have done very well for us and um, so they keep getting reordered so that is not going anywhere. Um, we also have added um, you know we've taken our, our very popular comic preservers, which is a the only um, bag and board that is, the board is sealed into the polypropylene, so your hand will never touch that board. Awesome. Um, That is, We've made that into a 10-pack. It used to be only in 100, so it makes it a lot more affordable for shops to be able to, to offer it. And we've come out with a... You very nice comic storage box, which is it's made out of that rigid plastic. It's a corrugated plastic material, okay. and it's a one piece, so it comes flat like a banker's box. You build it. the 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 lid locks over the top of it, and it's got nice handles on the side. That are coated so that when you lift it up once it's loaded, yes. that it doesn't like cut your fingers or anything like that. Very so nice. We're adding to the comic line um, every year. I think Frank is looking at about one or two items a year to try to keep keep that uh, side of our business fresh
0: as well well all of you guys over there on that team are doing a, a, an amazing job and i'm just so blessed and happy to be able to partner with you guys at this time of year each year to to give away uh some some great stuff to our to our listeners and the collectors out there thank you so much for for doing that and being willing to partner with us this little video podcast you know uh we're called the fat packs but we're not we're not we're not exactly joe rogan so you know it's uh it's cool to have you guys on our team
3: Oh, Eric, we, we are just so honored and blessed to be a part of uh, of your show and to be a part of this program. There's just It's a wonderful way for people to be able to, to get a little taste of what the Ultra Pro products look like, and we're just excited, and we will be your partner as long as you'll have us and have the show.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to let you get out of here. Uh, i got to wrap things up on, on this show today. So thank you so much, Lynn, for joining me. I really appreciate it, and you're welcome back anytime, man.
3: Thank you, Eric. Anytime.
0: All right. right. Merry
3: Uh Christmas. Happy Hanukkah.
0: All right. (laughs) You guys hang tight. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris from Buck City Break, and you are listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio.
0: All right, there, Matthew, the Royals collector, and Lynn Laplaca from Ultra Pro, back-to-back interviews. Thank you so much to both of you for joining us this week. Really appreciate it, Matt. Good luck on your collection, uh, guys. Hit him up on Twitter if you have any Royals cards that you don't want that he could use. And then, Absolutely. of course, Ultra Pro. Thank you so much for uh, getting behind us, uh, the Fat Packs and the um, Twelve Days of Ultra Pro. This is That's awesome, pool, <laughs> man. It's a lot a, of fun.
1: They're such a huge company. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. You know their quality is always pristine. Sure, so absolutely. I, have, I actually, um, so I, I play Magic the Gathering, and yeah. I think all of my gear is ultra pro. Oh, there you go. Yeah, not, not you know on purpose. It just all came out to be ultra pro. Like their boxes are. The best quality. Their sleeves are the best quality. Their binders are the best quality. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome company for sure. Awesome, awesome company. A uh, quick
0: note here: as we're recording this uh, on Wednesday, uh, the Dynamite Kid passed away today on his 60th birthday, actually. So, um, for all you WWF fans out there, uh, fans of the British Bulldogs, who remember the Dynamite Kid, you know how uh, instrumental he was in uh, just innovative and instrumental he was in in the company the wwf at the time yeah uh mid 80s you know into the late 80s and maybe early 90s a little bit but uh rest in peace dynamite kid rest in peace um thanks for the memories it was a lot of fun watching man was a lot of fun watching man. you man. Fun watching. and while we're talking about resting in peace let's i want to talk about president george bush um yeah, I George I can't, was a
1: senior. That's right.
0: I don't want to – like, I'm not heartbroken and, and sad and, and distraught and everything. The man lived a full, full I, life. Was it
1: 94?
0: He was, was – Or he, 90 – he, Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in his uh, 90s. I thought he was sure. 84. Was it
1: 84? 94.
0: 94? Yeah. So it's hard
1: – it's, it's always hard to deal with the loss of a president, right? Every time,
0: right? But um, he lived such a full life, man. Like he did. He just went home. That's what he, he just went home. He you did. know, and it's really cool. He's the only man that was ever he was he, he was the head of the CIA, right? He was a congressman. He was a vice president. He was a president. and He was a U.S. ambassador.
1: Can you talk? Oh my god! <laughs> what a storied career, absolutely. You senior had man, and just so. His wife passed away uh, six months ago? Seven months ago, six, yeah. Six, seven months ago. Yeah. And they always say that after the mm-hmm. after the love of your life passes away, you're, you know. They were married for 70 follow, plus years? They were married. And it wasn't like a, oh, God, can I say this? It wasn't a, a Clinton marriage either. <laughs> it was a legitimate. It was a legitimate, legitimate marriage. It seemed like a legitimate marriage. That's so. funny.
0: Oh, I bring him up, though, because uh, mm. we, we talked about it on one of your first shows here uh, at the Fat Packs about... This tops nineteen ninety tops George Bush card. It was the was it the number one
1: on the it, list? Well, it was up there. It
0: was like number one or two, but yeah. oddly enough, it's its card number is USA number one. Cool. So I just wanted to re
1: talk right re, back in. Yeah, re talk, re, right re, re, yeah,
0: re- examine this for a minute because this so, card is just full of there was bar- the so world. there was
1: barely any made, right? I forget the number.
0: It's it's less than a hundred.
1: Yeah. Allegedly. Oh my god. Allegedly.
0: He, oh. So, uh, but the thing is, is he's wearing, he's wearing a Yale uniform in it and, uh, sure. He was, he was born in the Northeast, so Yale makes sense. Yeah. But he was a really damn good baseball player. Which is crazy to think
1: that he had that much talent.
0: He, he led Yale to two national championships. Really? Yes. That's nuts. Wow. And he hosted Babe Ruth. So he's, he was one hell of a player. He could have had a career in, what? Yeah. He really could have had a career. That was the other thing. Yeah. Uh, he when he was sixty, so what twenty years ago, thirty sure. years ago, yeah. he was part of a, like a uh, old timers legends baseball game in Las Vegas, uh-huh. and he played first base. He hit he hit a double and a single, and he was like picking
1: people off at first base, and it's it's nuts. He to probably think about. still played throughout his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was probably one of his like great um, great hobbies. I think absolutely. Uh, according
0: to the debut issue of Tops Magazine, the card came out. Uh, came about when one of the president's grandsons pondered why his grandpa had never had a baseball card. President ah. Bush played baseball growing up and was the captain of the Yale team that reached the College World Series in 1948. Tops proceeded to make a special card featuring a young Bush in a Yale uniform. It carries the same design as the regular 1990 Tops baseball set. Yes. In December of 1989, author Shoren, the company's chairman, presented presented the binder, of nineteen ninety top's George Bush baseball cards to the president at the White House.
1: So it also appears that um, it looks like he had a storied career in the Navy as well. I
0: yeah, did not he, know that. Yes he was he was a he No the man's done everything. <laughs> he was a he was a Navy pilot. I think he flew fifty
1: four combat missions or something like oh that. Oh my God. Yeah he, he was an aviator. That's crazy. Yeah it's
0: absolutely nuts. So um, you can also find him in the Desert Storm <laughs> Sets that uh, were popular back really? in, in 1991 Operation Desert Storm, tops. Uh, tops issue. I believe he's in the pro set issue as well. Um,
1: he's just ambassador to the United Nations 1971 to 1973.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's wow. just absolutely. Uh, he he led one hell of a life.
1: He really did. And
0: you know, he, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, obviously, it's sad for his family and everything. Very. But, but. the thing I want you to do though is like. Um, Look at look at George Bush when he talks about his father. Yeah, and you see him smiling, and it's hard to be sad uh, when they understand one the life that he lived, and you know, he's happy now. He's not he's not in any pain anymore or anything like that. So it's it's hard to be uh, sad for the story for the career, yeah, long life, just absolutely amazing person. Really, and um, it, he will be missed, obviously, by his family and yes. you know and people who lo- who love. Uh, who loved him, and it, he, it, that's clearly. But he didn't
1: pass away from a from an actual disease. Man. No, no, he he, he just, just
0: went do, to the night. Yeah, just
1: old, and he, I think he had a stroke of last
0: month or the month yeah. before, and I, I kind of put him back. Um, did you watch any of the footage from from him lying in state at all uh, uh-huh. this week? So a pretty cool moment yesterday or now Wednesday. So Tuesday, a pretty cool moment. Tuesday was when uh, uh, Bob Dole was. Was he went to visit him and Bob Dole's been in a wheelchair for years now. Yeah, yeah. He's ninety four, yeah, ninety five years old, old. and uh, he actually had help to stand up and he saluted the president. So That's that was amazing. really cool. It was, like it, was, it was it was a cool moment. Patriotism, yeah, patri- patriotism there. <laughs> I mean, really. But and, you know, this is a this is a card that lives on in hobby lore. If you have one, I want it. You can send it to me, and
1: I'll. What's won't it worth now? I mean, oh, you know what? Actually, what do you think the value is now?
0: It'll probably it's probably went up. It probably and, went and up last. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, so already really rare to begin with. I don't, I don't uh, stand by this, but people say that that when someone dies in the hobby, you shouldn't sell their cards immediately to to respect them. I, I call BS. I don't think that's the. I mean, it's a business. It's what you do, right? right? If I'm um, I'm sorry. It's, just the way it works it's not disrespecting them it's it, you're trying to make it's it it's unfortunately yeah. part
1: of the game exactly yeah
0: so uh, but i'm sure that card is going to take a nice little price Ooh, jump uh, spike in the nice in the next couple of weeks so um, in peace george hw george hw bush did yeah. want to talk about props this week i had a me and kevin had this our is really awesome. cool man i really want to
1: check out that episode later on
0: kevin and i had a hard uh, a great time i said hard time kevin and i had a great time breaking down raging bull yeah uh you were telling me that uh You liked this film, though. Yeah, I saw it in college
1: appreciation. uh, Wow, college appreciation film appreciation class uh, during during college, and um, I I really liked it. It was uh, kind of the second movie that got me into boxing movies. It was around the time in my life where I had watched Rocky One and Raging Bull. Okay, and then um, just kind of got into every single boxing movie that was out there. Okay, so um, saw all the Rocky movies. uh, Saw some really bad ones. Saw some decent ones but uh yeah i liked it did you like it um i or had a hard kind of like eh. i had a hard time watching it because yeah. of, like the um
0: the undertones that are in the movie i understand they're not it, it's not anything pretty and
1: i i i completely forgot about that part of the movie <laughs> until you mentioned it earlier so
0: that and like there's not oh there's not a redeeming character in the whole film there's not there's That's a dark film yeah it's so <laughs> but i did learn this about it um this is a film that Scorsese had to be convinced to make. Like, he didn't want to do it. He, really? He didn't know boxing. He didn't know sports. And he didn't want to put himself in a position to fail. And the reason that was is because this is on the heels of a movie that he made called New York, New York. That was received horribly. Oh, really? Crit- both critically and publicly. It was, not, it was not received well at all. So, he... He almost killed himself. He, had, he went into it. Wow. Because it's the 80s. What do you do? You do cocaine. You That's do what cocaine you do. and die. <laughs> so uh, he, did, he did a lot of cocaine. He had an overdose and he almost died. It, in, in those moments uh, during re- rehabilitation and everything like that, it was Robert De Niro who convinced him to make this film. Oddly enough... De Niro asked him seven times. like He, he said no seven he times. He was really pushing. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I didn't, so. know, this,
1: I didn't know this story. Interesting. I like Joe Pesci in the film. Pesci. This, so
0: this this kind of sets the template for Pesci. Yeah. As who he is as an kinda, actor. Yeah. yeah. And so um, everybody points to uh, Good, Goodfellas. Yeah. But this was 1980, and um, Pesci was – Pesci wanted. Pesci won and was nominated for awards for this for best young actor, best newcomer, best supporting actor, all that kind of stuff. So um it's this really sets the template it's a for a pretty large list.
1: budget for the time too, eighteen million. Eighteen million, 18 million yeah. Eighteen million dollars. Um, if
0: look at that opening day release. Only three million. Yeah, so no no no. It was only released in four theaters when it originally opened. Oh really? So it can make the Oscars. Because it could qualify, Uh, so it only opened to the tune of one hundred and twenty-three thousand.
1: I think they knew what they had. by the end of development of the of the film itself, sure.
0: But to bring it back to the hobby and collecting, man, he uh, Robert De Niro plays Jake LaMotta in this film. Yeah, and Jake LaMotta, who like him or love him, and like him or not, there's a lot of Jake LaMotta stuff out there for to be collected. Really, and and Ring Magazine ranked him like number fifty-six all-time greatest boxer. Which is not bad, you know. If you can be in the top not bad seventy-five, all. top hundred, you're doing pretty good, right? So A ton of Jake LaMotta, uh, he had his demons, but there's tons of collectible stuff out there for you to grab of his. And um, boxing fans probably already know that as they s-
1: scoop that stuff up. What, um, what are some of your favorite boxing movies? Do you have any? I, 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 you I like the Rocky movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, creed I, I like i really enjoyed creed there was this one boxing movie hold on let me let me let me get the title of it it was um it, it was actually perfect uh it was i think it was sylvester stallone and robert de niro oh that's grudge match grudge match Do you remember y- that movie yeah i'm not a huge fan of that, that movie is not great but it they are literally rocky and his character yeah. from raging bull in the same and I, i'm like can this be considered a sequel no. That was the worst fight I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was the best fight I've ever seen in my life.
0: Um there's one right now that it's not really a movie. It's a it's a documentary <laughs> that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um let me let me look it up because I want to get it right. That was really good. It was a Ken Burns Ken Burns documentary. Yeah. Um I like his Vietnam work. I'm sure you've seen yeah, that. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um Jeez. Come on.
1: we got it. So let's see. You didn't like Grudge Match?
0: Eh, no, it was, oh, it was called unforgivable unforgivable blackness. Oh, and wow, it was about, a title! It was about Joe Johnson, um, and he. So Joe Johnson, do you know who he is? No. He was the first. He was the first African American to ever win the world heavyweights title. Oh, okay. And uh, in a time when he was alive, that um, you almost had to apologize. Well, yeah, you had to apologize for being black. He was completely unapologetic, unapologetic about it, and he did. He broke every he, stereotype. He paid the he, way. He paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a good. It's a good documentary. It came back out. It came out in two thousand and four, and it is about three and a half hours long because it's a two part show. Yeah. But it's it's a good watch. It's a really I, uh, good
1: watch. I like uh, I like jo- uh, ugh, I like Rocky Marciano, and um, because of Cinderella Man. Have you seen them? I have not seen Cinderella Man. No. Cinderella Man's. Pretty fantastic. Paul Giamatti is really good in it. Um, you know, uh, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, it's one of uh, probably my favorite boxing movie that exists. But uh, follows James J. Braddock uh, during the 1930s Depression, going through the boxing, sure, you know, adventure, sure, s- so to speak, and fighting someone that is just completely out of his class. He fights a killer. I mean, legitimately mm. just a murderer in the ring, and mm. very emotional, very well done. Also, sure. really like Creed one. Haven't seen Creed two yet. Need to go do that. Creed- I don't
0: know. Creed. That is makes very some time good. for it. Creed is very good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So th- with all this boxing talk, it reminds me of a, an episode of the Fat Packs that we did earlier last year, I believe. Yeah. And it was all about boxing cards. So we'll repost that. We'll put that in the show Ooh, notes yeah, of this one, cool. so you can uh, check that one out yeah, if you haven't already. Out. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap this up because lunch is calling our names. You um, go get some pizza, man. And pizza? Yes. I'm I'm down for some pizza pie. Let's go do that. Definitely. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out this week. We really appreciate it. Until next week, just mm-hmm. keep listening. Cue the Drake.
2: Sweet.